0: On episode 64 of BRC and Friends, Amy Kim and I sit down with singer, musician, actor, coach, and hilarious human being, Brian Falduto. Brian is known for many things, but I was first introduced to him through his songs, Same Old Country Love Song, and God Loves Me Too. We had a blast with Brian learning about his life, career, and all the things on his website that I apparently missed. We definitely had a time, so be warned, prepare to laugh out loud with us, mostly at my expense. Thanks for being here. Grab a beverage, pull up a chair, and enjoy listening to our conversation with Brian Faldudo. My name is Bruce reyes Chow, and this is BRC & Friends. Each episode, my co hosts and I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for us to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. And welcome to BRC and Friends. I'm really excited today. I'm excited about every day I get to not have a real job, but. Uh, today on BRC and Friends, we welcome uh, Brian Faldudo, who is amazing. And I'm going I'm to fanboy a little bit because I, I'm one of those people that I hear something, I watch something, I see something, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask if they would be on the show. And so reached out to Brian after. I'll tell a little story about how we, how I connected to you. Uh, and he said, Yes. And so here we are. So um, before we jump right in, I'm going to ask Amy Kim, co-host, to go ahead and in- introduce yourself, uh, where you are, um, all, all the things, and then we'll ask Brian to introduce yourself. Go ahead, Amy Kim.
1: Yeah, I'm Amy Kim, Cremus Parks, currently residing in Asheville, North Carolina. I prefer she, her, or a pronouns. Um, I work at a Presbyterian church um, and am all things fun. That's what I think anyway. And if you don't think that, then we probably shouldn't hang out. So there we are. Um, But I'm super excited uh, to talk to Brian and the earworm that goes in my head and the vision of you as Shania Twain. So like all the things are making me so stinking happy right now.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Brian, if you could introduce yourself, give us kind of location and all those kind of things. So folks get a sense of who you are.
2: Yeah. My name is Brian Faldudo. I'm curious to hear this story about how you came to hear me. Because I'm not really sure. You just reached out and were like, want to come chat? And I was like, sure. I had the day free. And uh, I, I'm i glad to be here. Um, my pronouns are he, him, they, them. I am in New York, New York. Um, it's been raining for like, well, we, had a, we oh. had a break from the rain yesterday for a day, but it's been raining pretty much nonstop for six days. Um, but yeah, happy to be here. I did dress up as Shania Twain once in a music video. Um and so so far you know a lot about me everybody.
0: <laughs> there we go. Well, where did you grow up? Just Curious. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Awesome. So East Coast. Um I I am one of those that I would love to move to New York someday. Like I just and I and I hope it's not just cuz everybody wants to go to New York, but I actually feel like I would super vibe there. I've interviewed at churches in New York. Um and it's not good to interview for a church only cuz you want to move to a city um but i have certainly i just why not? I love, love, love that yeah. god does god
2: say something?
0: God, god well okay so the story is i was interviewing for a church in cooperstown which i know is not in new york city and my my wife is like are you interviewing at a church in cooperstown i'm like but then i could go to the hall of fame on an interview and she's like i think that's not a good motivation to use their time <laughs>
2: Why? No, okay. Your location is so. Your happiness is so contingent on your d- location. Sometimes, you know.
0: You're not helping. You're not helping my um, <laughs> needs to go to like, visit all places. for it. Go where you want to go. <laughs> all right. I'm so like, here's actually, my story. Okay.
1: Yes. Brian's just being
0: supportive. It's good. Yes, that's good. That's that's <laughs> what I need. That's why I have this podcast is just to tell people right, come on justify in.
1: your decisions. Good job.
0: Exactly. Bro. Exactly. Here is all the other things I'd like to do that my wife has said no. We just <laughs> got back from Australia, and I wanted to bring a kangaroo home, and Robin said no. Well, that right. one I
2: I agree with Robin on.
0: Why does everybody agree with her on this? I think well, that it's well, illegal for
1: starters. Right. Right. Thank you. Good job, Brian. Um, also, Bruce. There's just a lot of things that Robin has saved you from at this point. This
0: is point, true. This and this made is sure true.
1: that you are still here and alive in the world and are employable. So then, I just don't know that this should be the format for which you try to justify things to Robin,
0: the kangaroo. <laughs> everybody I don't know so that, far.
1: I don't know. Everybody that she has sided to with either. her.
0: No, she doesn't listen to it anyway. She will listen to this one because. So here's why I invited you, Brian. So we are doing this road trip this summer. Uh, we did a Robin has always wanted to do this family road trip. And we finally got, we have three kids, all adults. One is graduated. One just graduated from college. One's in college. So trying to get everybody together is impossible. but for mom, we're going to do this national parks road trip. And so we got in the car and drove a million hours with the dogs, the whole thing. And um, uh, two of my kids identify as queer uh, as we were, Doing music and everything, uh, they popped on your song, and we listened to uh, Samuel country Love song radio, which then expanded every everything. And so, I'm pretty sure at the end of my Spotify year, you or that song are going to end up in my highlights <laughs> because it's. And so, I mean, so then I'm always the one. I'm like, well, let's see what else this guy's done. And then uh, got to God Loves Me Too. And then my kids are like, oh, God, Dad, of course, you're going to look for the religious part. Uh, (laughs) Pastor's kids are like, okay. And so that's how, and I was like, you know what? This is amazing in so many ways. And you use a song in in God Loves Me Too, uh, Here I Am, that is huge in the Presbyterians. And so I want to talk about that part. But that's why I was like, I'm just going to ask. Like, if you don't ask... You know, so tell us a tell tell us a little bit about your the your singing, songwriting, music thing, where that started, how that's going, and then I want to talk about your coaching as well because I don't know nothing about that, but I know that's something you do too. But tell us about the music. What's what's how did that all happen and all that? The music, yeah. Well, uh,
2: so I started writing music about. Mm, Seven or eight years ago, I was working in country music radio for a while. It was my first job out of college. Uh, I I had an internship that turned into a job, and it just kind of, like, happened. You know, those college internships are a bit random at times sometimes. So I was just randomly working for a radio station, and I fell in love with country music at the time. Uh, I was going through a big breakup, and I had also just come out of the closet, um, like, senior year of college. So I was, like, discovering myself while I worked at this country music radio station. So country music was really sort of a part of my life while I was discovering myself and then I, I eventually tried to just write my own songs, just therapeutically I wasn't going to share them with anyone to just kind of like say truthful things for the first time in my life because I had been closeted for a really long time and I had been really unhappy for a really long time and I was just trying to like get to a more truthful authentic version of who I am and so songwriting is a great way to do that because in a lyric you can say like things you wouldn't say normally to like your friends or whatever. So. I put all these like emotions into songs, and then I played them for a friend. Eventually, and uh, she was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so good! Um, thank you so much for sharing this with me. I feel the same way sometimes." And like it was just this like connective, validating experience that I sort of got hooked on. Um, and now I've just been doing that for this whole time. And uh, yeah, you did like a little bit of the cataloging. I, my first sort of foray into music was the "God Loves Me Too" song and music video which was more just like a chapter, I think, for me musically. Um, when that came out, everyone was like, are you a Christian artist? Do you, I, you identify <laughs> as like, uh, like like Christian contemporary? And I was like, no, I'm more country. And I think my latest project is a little bit more the lane I want to be in. Um, but God Loves Me Too just felt like this song that needed to be shared because it's very much my story of being queer. And I grew up in the church. And so I wanted to put that out there for anyone who didn't get that message because um, I got it very late in life. And the, the message of the song is essentially that you are loved, no matter if you're queer or if you're straight or whoever you are, God loves you. Um, so I kind of rambled a little bit there, but I, I don't know. No, that's great. Been-
0: so were you a musician right. before? You obviously were a musician before this. You didn't just be like, I'm going to start soundwriting, and then you just start. But wh- what was your background as a musician? Did, did you Were you always, like were you in, like tons of bands and that kind of thing? Huh. Or were you like the one guy in the room just playing his guitar? I mean, what was your
2: Thing. Well, I've actually I've been performing since I was eleven. I don't know if you know this part about me, but I was in School of Rock mm. when I was younger. Um, the movie. Um, what
1: you didn't read that, Brett? do <laughs> your hilarious. research, yo! I knew that he has a nickname from Jack Black, dude. What the <laughs> hell? Okay, carry on. <laughs> Wait, so honest, sorry.
2: No, That's honestly, true. I love that because so often I, I have to do these things because of School of Rock. So to know that my work outside <laughs> of School of Rock has invited me onto this podcast is, is yeah. Is, We love your grown-ass
1: self. self. Good job.
2: Thank you so much. But yes, 11-year-old me was in a major motion picture. um, And uh, I played a queer kid on screen, and I got really bullied for it when I was younger. And then I, like, was closeted for a really long time and dealt with a lot of internalized homophobia. This is, like, the short version of, like, everything I went through as a kid having been in that movie. But I've been performing since the womb, essentially. Like, I I was... um, in theater, things all throughout middle school and high school. I was a theater major, um, so it wasn't always music per se, but it was within performing, and then it
0: became music. Okay, awesome. That I can't believe I didn't know that because I, I mean, really, it was just this.
1: It's amazing.
0: <laughs> it is amazing. Great. Right. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm assuming that someday I'm going to be a story for you. I was like yeah, I was on the podcast, didn't even know. Idiot! What I would? <laughs> what else I was? I love that. So far, is my favorite podcast interview.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, that's gonna, gonna, like, you know
0: the, that's going to be the blurb is going to be like my favorite podcast. and I'm not anything else. That's just going to be the review it. is my favorite podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, because usually it's and, like let's talk about School of Rock, and then if we have time, we'll get to your music. So it's like oh, yeah, I yeah. love that. What was
0: Jack Black? I mean, I, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. But, well, okay. So you so you got there and. Uh, doing the So let, let, let me ask you about, like, what's been the uh, re- reception of the Same Old Country Love song? How have you put that out? I mean, what's been the, I just think it's, it's a brilliant song, just in its um, lyrics and its vibe and its, you know, its catch. I mean, all the things. Uh, but tell us about it, just doing that as a musician, songwriter, getting that out. And then what's been the you know, the feedback and kind of the response from folks.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the feedback's been really, really warm, um, which has been really validating. I feel like as an independent artist, I have to do a lot of self validation just to keep myself going, you know, (laughs) so to get all these people being like, we love this song. That's really helpful. Um, and it's, uh, I'm in country music. There's not a lot of queer artists in country music. So the song is just a commentary on that really. It's, uh, it's, 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 You know, we say it in the song. It's a song you've heard a thousand times, but it's just it's gay. So that that right in there is the trope. And we just decided to play that up a bit and really make it sound like a traditional 90s, 2000s country song um, so that everyone would feel like familiar and homey with it. But at the same time, we're introducing a new element, which is the fact that I'm not a straight man. So it's like um, it just it's and it's really fun and it's playful. And we released it with a music video where I dress up as all my favorite country. Oh, my gosh. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton and Shania Twain and Carrie Underwood and Faith Hill. And I think this project is me like really just for the first time since I was 11 embracing my queerness and in a fun way that's uh, unique to me because I like country music and, um, I feel like that's kind of what I've been chasing for 20 years now is like sort of getting back to that more authentic version of myself. Cause when I was younger, I was just me unfiltered and then the world sort of told me what I should and shouldn't be. And so now this project is me sort of being like, well, I'm just going to have fun again. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well that, it comes across. You watch this video. So I, I, we listened to the song and then obviously we're all like, okay, now we're going to lurk. Clearly I didn't lurk enough to find out about. <laughs> your earliest stages. I am. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so, but, but you, you listen to the song like a million times, like we did in our car and then we watched the video and it just made it even better. Mm-hmm. Like it was the video itself. I think was just like, yeah, this <laughs> just made the whole thing. It's um, happy. So,
1: it's happy. Yeah. And you think also for a uh, genre that is so like wrought with like hyper masculinity. Right. And that like the, the, like what I had in my brain was like, holy crap. Like maybe probably unintentionally, all these hyper masculine men have made now videos that queer folk are like, Hey, I want to watch this. They're in their tight jeans. <laughs> they're doing their thing. Right. And like, and just, and just that that is part of it. Right. And that there's a genre that may not have intended to speak to a certain audience, but clearly was and resonating in a way that was really embodied. Right about like the beauty of a man's body and all the things, and they're like, mm. why couldn't I sing the same song about that guy, you know? Because yeah. he's hot. Yeah,
2: I like yeah. that a lot. And yeah, like country music is a storytelling genre, and queer people have stories to tell. So I feel like they shouldn't be so um, so like far from each other. And I, I, you know, it's a lot's happening. There's a lot. I feel like within the past year alone, there's like yeah. a lot of queer country artists emerging. So it's like. It's an exciting time.
0: Is right. there, ha, ha, what, what has been the impact on, I mean, I, and I'm not a, i am not aii like country music. I don't like know it. but You're starting to hear things that are obviously busting out and more mainstream about folks either taking public stances, dropping out of things. I mean, just really being more public about their support of LGBTQI people and other things. What So what's the status of country music now? How would you describe it in terms of its acceptance and affirmation and celebration of, Of gay artists, music that is, you know, differently focused. I mean, what, what, how would you describe that at this point?
2: Yeah, I'd say that there's a lane of country music that's still very like mainstream and exclusive, and sort of uh, sometimes homophobic or Mm -hmm. or racist or whatever it is. Um, uh, And I think that's the, but that's just one lane of country music now. And country music, I think, has become this umbrella term, and there's all these different lanes underneath it, and there's. Um, you know, there's like Brandy Carlisle and Maren Morris and Kelsey Ballerini who are over here, like not all of them identify as queer, but they're still doing like really like innovative things with their country music and Casey Musgraves, I would put in that category too. And they're being really welcoming and accepting to the queer community. And then there are all these queer car- artists coming up as well. So I think because of streaming, the lane that used to be the only lane is no longer the only lane. There's so many mm-hmm. different lanes. Um, and that lane that's the only lane they're playing the same kind of music all the time on the same radio stations. And the people who want to hear the same music all the time are listening to the same music all the time. And I think that everyone's doing just fine. But then there's this whole beautiful world of country music. That's like exploding outside of that radio airplay.
1: Right. Right. Well, and I love that whole idea of storytelling because I had talked to a friend who is an immigrant and I said, what is with like, you know, like, somebody was showing me a for like the um, Asian-American like month that they went to a game and there was this Asian country artist. And I was like, what in the world is happening? Like, I am just so confused and they're in Nashville. And and I was like, and they said, well, it totally makes sense because it's storytelling and that many people for English being their second language, that is the most um, consistent way to understand a language is through story. And so country music just ends up being a really strong followed genre for immigrants because they like to hear the story and it's a great way to understand that. So I kind of love that intersection of storytelling and being able to do that in a way from probably a really vulnerable place, right. Of, of life, but also really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that. Uh, so let me, let me shift to, uh, uh god loves me too. tell me so that's another one i listened to and then i watched the video and i wept because i i mean don't take that as too much of a compliment brian because i cried everything basically <laughs> but um that particular gymnos- compliment jesus you are so ridiculous <laughs> i cried everything my kids are like looking at me like an insult. Okay. My, my kids are like, Are you gonna cry at this video? I'm like, probably stop. I'm I i do not care. <laughs> but it's beautiful, right? Because I, I here's why I thought it was so amazing is that you tell a story that clearly talks about the pain that the church has caused, right? But that's not the, that's not what you're tell like you are like you're not saying just forget about all that stuff, but you're you're saying I'm I you know that there are other churches that aren't expressing this. You're missing out on this. It's real. But here's this thing that I've heard. And that part, I think, is just brilliant. That that Holding that tension between the church has been a shitty place and a violent, all these things, but here's the story I've heard. And I'm sorry you're not, and other churches are not. Can you talk about how that song came to you? What, like, what's the history of that and all that?
2: Yeah. First of all, I cried everything too. And I was getting gooseies even as you said that, just, <laughs> which is funny because you were just describing my own song back to me, but I am really proud of it. And it is it is something, it kind of just came to me. It was, it was, you know, I don't, this never happens. This is, it was the fastest song I've ever written. Um, mm. And it just sort of like came to me. I grew up in the church. I grew up Protestant with my family, but I also went to Catholic school. So I had like a double dose of Christianity. I feel like I was in mass mm. every day of the week at some point. <laughs> like it was like, there was theology class, there was mass. I was, it was just everywhere. But no, the queer element always felt like this just like ignored thing. It was like this rumored thing. Don't be gay. Don't talk about it. Just go to church. And like, and so I felt like this whole part of me like was something I had to keep secret and I couldn't bring into this space. And uh, I just kind of lost religion in college a bit. I was just focused on academics and social life. And I just, I wasn't going to church as often. And, Um, I still always loved worship music. Like I will still listen to worship music, uh, like all the time. It's, it's really exciting for me. Um, but yeah. And then a couple years ago, I would say like five years ago, I was in LA for a project. Um, and I didn't know anyone in town. It was my first time in LA. So I had the weekends free and I didn't know anybody. And I was like, well, I haven't been to church in a long time and I heard that there's all these LGBTQ inclusive churches. Now, why don't I Google one and see what that's about? And then I like went to the Hollywood United Methodist church. Um, and there was this huge rainbow flag above the door and I walked in and the pastor was a lesbian wearing a stole and there was this gay couple holding hands, a couple of rows ahead of me and a couple of cues ahead of me. And I was like, I just cried for an hour and a half that was the service. I just cried from like the moment I walked into the church to the moment I left. And I didn't realize that I needed this nostalgic Mm. healing experience because I wasn't really like spending a lot of time thinking about my upbringing as a queer Christian or it was just, and then I went home and I wrote that song in 20 minutes. It was the fastest Mm. I've ever, it was almost like it just came out of me because of that hour and a half in that church. And then, as soon as I wrote it down, I was like, well, this song needs to be shared with people who didn't have that experience I just had yet who are still sitting in that church mm-hmm. where they feel like it's not okay to be who they are. They need to hear this song because they need to know that there is a place where they are welcome. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the short story.
1: Well, and I don't know if you it's beautiful, and I don't know if you know this, but part of what resonates for me is that the song that the hymn that you reference in the song is one that is way overdone in the Presbyterian church, I will just say, right? <laughs> Catholic um, too. I feel like we right. sing it every week. But it also is one that is consistently used at ordinations as a mm. way to confirm like their sense of call. So for me, there is this echo of you being called to proclaim this message, right? Mm. And And so, and how powerful that was for me in hearing that. That there was like a clear calling of you to share yourself, your own experience, and then now hearing this experience of you visiting that church, like, it's even more, it's even more so for me that 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 is the case. I'm also wondering um, how your family has responded in the midst of all of this.
2: My, it's my mom's favorite song she's obsessed with it she uh, they my mom catered the entire music video shoot because you know I'm an independent artist and I did that whole thing myself she she was there for 12 hours on set just like cooking food for everybody nice. um and they're they're very supportive I think when I was younger they were it was just, they were growing up at the same they were parenting at the same time I was growing up so I don't think they got a lot of affirmative positive messaging that they could then give to me they were just going to church <laughs> like I was going to church and I don't think. Um, you know, I did suffer a lot internally, but I don't think that's their fault. Um, and as soon as I think I, I started telling my story, they've been very supportive.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. This, the song itself, I like you ease into here. I am. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I think I know what's kind I'm like, no, and of course I'm like geeking out and the kids are again like, Oh my God. But yeah, I was like, that's your, that's your. Do you know, do you do you all hear I just remember sitting, do you remember you know that him, right? And, and Amy can know my kids and like, yes, we know that him. It's yes, <laughs> dad, we do. But I again watching the video and just kind of again, the same experience. Uh, but that that holding those things together, I think has been it, it's amazing. Um and I my guess is there's a bunch of play that's coming from Presbyterians, uh, because I've been sharing with everybody. It's been like, hey, take a listen to this. You gotta uh, to listen to all these things, so um, amazing. Thank you. So, t- tell me about your coaching. So, uh, you're doing music, and then I noticed on your website there's just coaching. I didn't not click. I did not click in. So, just I, I again, I'm a terrible prep host, apparently. Um, but uh, tell me about your coaching. What are you doing?
2: Um, it's funny that you didn't click in. I was like imagining if you did click in my website, the first thing is like he was in School of Rock. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not as you click it and it's, uh, it's there, there. There's a coaching page and there's a music page um, coaching. Yes. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for the, the beautiful words on my song. That song means a lot to me and it's not really where I live as an artist anymore, but to know that it's still having an impact on people is really like important to me. So thank you. Um, the coaching. Uh, I think outside of music, I just care a lot about mental health. Um, and I was in a really bad place with my mental health for a really long time. And then I discovered all these tools and approaches and strategies that have really helped me. And so I just spend a lot of time coaching people on that. Um, I'm currently contracting with a company and getting my clients through there, but I do occasionally take private clients as well. Um, Contracting has been a little easier because most of my focus is on the music these days. So I don't have to like hustle to get clients. It's nice. Um, But uh, if, people are interested in coaching, I can absolutely coach them. I feel like um, my story sort of speaks for itself as to why I'm a coach, you know, me growing up and being in this public spotlight as a queer youth and then hating myself for it for so many years. And then like sort of learning to love those very things about myself that I hated and and really doing the work to heal some of that shame and overcome some of those difficulties. And I think I just like helping people discover their authentic self in that way. Um, which is what I do with my songwriting. So a lot of people think sometimes you're a coach, you're in music. I'm so con- you're in music. I'm confused. And I'm like, no. To me, they're very similar. Like music is how I tell my story, and coaching is how I help you discover your story and tell your story. So it's like um, they feel like very two sides of the same coin. And it's just sort of my moment to help other people put it into words, if that makes sense. Great,
0: thank you. Awesome. I mean, I love you know I do a variety of things. That whole trying to. Combine all the things that make total sense in our heads when you have multiple things going on, but sometimes people are like, "So are you are doing this and this and this?" I make totally make sense for me. So we're yeah, we're, we're just good?
1: happy you have two sides. Bruce has like a eight sided <laughs> coin. We're <laughs> just awesome. trying that's to help him understand. I'm like
0: a Dungeons and Dragons dice depending on the day. But that's, but that's so that's so in
2: to have multiple sides. You know, it's like very we're it's very generational.
1: It is. It's expansive. I mean, I think it is expansive, right? I think that's the part of our problem of growing up when we grew up is that you had to be one thing. Like It was all one note. And if you really loved the thing that other people weren't liking, then you felt like you weren't worth it. And now you can say, like, I can be all of these things and you don't have to like any of them or you can like two of them. Whatever. That's on you. But I can claim all of these pieces of me, which Bruce just tends to have more, which is Absolutely. lovely.
0: I'd have kangaroos, yeah. except for my wife wouldn't.
1: <laughs> with the kangaroos, yo. <laughs> have, we
0: saw, if you ever get a chance to go to Australia, go to the super cheesy tourist thing where you get to have lunch with kangaroos, where they're just hanging out because there's like, yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. See, see. So, and they're just hanging out. And- we're feeding, you feed them by hand, and we look down, and there's this baby Joey sticking its head out of the mama's pouch. I mean, I mean, okay, you'd want that's to bring wonderful. one home too. There's a okay, difference between
1: having lunch with them and then having them in your house with your sweet dog and your lack of land in California.
0: We have a pretty big yard. It might work. It, 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 it might, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not getting a kangaroo at the end of the Back day. To Brian. So. Back to
2: brain. Back to brain. No, I love the kangaroo talk. I've never, oh, I did. I saw a kangaroo in real life once. It was very cute.
0: <laughs> they're, they're like, you know, in Australia, they consider them kind of like pe- pests. Like they're not as cute. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like not quite like raccoons, but they're definitely not loved things out in the wild. But anyway. This is not the Australia uh, podcast. Um, but so uh, what do you, what projects do you have going on now? What do you do? Should, should we expect something? Like, what are you working on that you can tell people all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, this past
2: summer life decided to throw me some curveballs. I actually had like a medical procedure I had to undergo and there was like a, a fire in my apartment building. So <laughs> I was this summer, I was sort of like taking a step away from the artist thing just to focus on real life stuff for a moment, but um, I'm back at it. I'm in the studio. Uh, we are recording some new music. Um, uh, potentially doing a tour in the fall. I mean, in the spring, yeah. um, nothing's like official, but it's all like happening. So I will have like official news soon, hopefully. But, uh, if people want to keep Great. up with it, they can follow me on Instagram.
0: Yes. Yes. We'll put all the links and all those kind of things. And I'll ask you more specifics about that. So, uh, as we end up our time, we're gosh, we're at a half an hour already. Um, uh, uh, what are you listening to? This is for all of us listening to reading, uh, watching something that's moving you, bringing you joy, inspiring you, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what's, what's going on your eyes, ears, all that? Amy Kim, what's happening for you? What are you listening to reading, watching?
1: Okay, so I've had a wonderful month of music. I got to see Joy Aladakun, who was amazing in concert. And then I went and saw Pink and Brandy Carlisle together in Nashville, which was like a joyous worship service of all of the lovely things. I did weep. In the midst of that, and then ended in dancing. It was fantastic. Um, I have been telling Bruce, I don't know, um, Brian, if you've heard of uh Flamey Grant, um, but he has just uh relocated to Asheville area and he is a drag queen music artist that's now on Christian radio and it's freaking oh people he, out. Does he, he was number-
2: flamey? Does he cover any he- grant songs?
1: Um, He has, and he has songs that are very similar to your song as far as, like, his own journey. And I did what Bruce did to you and literally slipped into his DMs, and now I'm, like, super excited to know him as a person. But Um, but was
0: he in a movie uh, early in his childhood (laughs) that you have no idea about?
1: Probably. Probably. (laughs) You can can find out. Um, So, but I just, I love, again, just just how queer artists have been able to express themselves and how people have been able to find them in a way that I think is just, I mean, for me, it's holy. It's just really wonderful to be seen and to be heard in music. The other super queer thing, but it's what I've been doing, is um, watching uh, the last episode of Sex Education, which was, holy moly, if you have not watched that season, I'm not going to ruin it. But Bruce get the whole tissue, do all the things to prepare yourself. But like we have a mutual friend, Larissa. And after talking to me, she went home and binged the whole thing and was like, Oh my gosh, you weren't wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Um, But I just, I love how accessible that is because that was clearly not accessible when I was younger. And I adore that for young people and for old people like me.
0: I remember when that came out, I started watching with my kids and they're like totally fine with me watching and the early seasons were pretty explicit. I mean, I don't, I have, so I was like, I, I said, you know, I'm cool. I, But I can't do this with you all. Like, I just, you know, my high school kids, I was like, you know, just have your place. I'll watch it, watch it on my own. So I have not picked it up since. You need um, to. I need to. Okay. I'll, I, will, I will do that. Definitely. Um, let's see what i'm i'm uh listening to watching so i've been recording a bunch of things so i'm trying not to repeat myself too much my robin and i have uh we just went and saw Hades Town, hmm. and with uh with what with betty who as persephone no no it was it was it's the it's the national tour oh okay got like, it. We're, we're in san jose so yeah we saw the national tour And it was one of those things I put on Facebook, I'm like, I'm going in, I have no idea. We're a big musical family, like we're way in, but I had not done any reading. I was just like, I I knew the Broadway cast and went in and we actually were like, "Eh." but everybody has said, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna change your life. And it was the first, Robin and I were both looking at each other saying, I'm like, "Eh." so we're not sure if it was the cast. Or if it was the show. So we're gonna we've said we're I think it was I think it may have been the cast, unfortunately, but uh we're gonna but it was an interesting thing because usually I just love everything I see because singing is not my thing. And so I'm always like, if somebody's gonna get up there and we'll be willing to do it, yes. Um so it was it was good, but I don't know if I went in with too high expectations, but it was an interesting just like I'm thinking about like what I like, don't like, because we read some reviews. And some people are like, well, either you like it or you don't like it. And I'm like, I've never been on the I don't like it side of things. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I'm old. Maybe I just don't get it because there were tons of young folks there. I mean, who were super into it. So I I think I might just be about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Now I feel cooler. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Again, this podcast is here for Bruce and Bruce alone. Just, uh, tell us what you're listening to and yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, you, Brian, not Bur- yeah, not Bruce. Bruce yeah, 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 yeah,
2: there you um, go. What a, oh, well, first of all, that Pink Brandy Carlyle concert sounds amazing. And I have yet to watch the third season of Sex Education, or is it the fourth season, but I will. Um, yes. I am currently watching too much. Um, my partner and I have overcommitted ourselves to TV shows, but we are... <laughs> I will just pick. Uh, I'm finally getting into The Last of Us, which everyone was so Ugh. excited about, and I just finished the gay episode on Sunday, and mm-hmm. it was probably one of the most brilliant hours of television I've ever watched. Really impactful. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm watching. I mean, Survivor just started last night. I'm a big Survivor fan. <laughs> um, I'm watching the morning show. Uh, oh. I'm all. We've got a lot. I won't roll off all, all of them because people will think I have no life. But I. Um, what am I listening to? I'm listening to Kelsey Ballerini's new album on repeat that she's nominated for, which is the expansion of her EP. Um, it's called Rolling Up the Welcome Match. The whole thing is really brilliant from start to finish. It's just a breakup chronicling. Um, it's a, a All the songs just chronicle her breakup, but they're so like, they're just stories and they're really beautifully done and they don't really follow the rules of country music in a traditional way, yeah. but they're still very country and it's cool. Um, what was the other thing? Watching, listening to, and reading. I'm really? reading. Um. Oh, <laughs> Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Oh,
0: that's a good. One. For those of you that... Uh, reading it for many months, so <laughs> I'm <not really>
1: <laughs> it's a I, very I'm, big atlas.
0: Well, and I'm like when people ask me what I'm reading, I'm like I just consider listening to reading. So I listen to all audiobooks now. I just I have fallen in love with audiobooks and just um. Uh, I uh, yeah, that's 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 my jam. So. Um, all right, you all. I'm so Brian. Thank you so much for um, saying yes and for everything you've, you're putting into the world. Amy Kim, thank you for being here again. It's lovely to always have you have you on. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, do all the things. Oh wait, I forgot to ask. I'm sorry, Brian. Where do we find you? Where's all the places um, before we sign off? Yeah, Instagram
2: uh, is the easiest place. Just my name, Brian feldudo Or if you want, you can go to my website and actually click on it.
0: Okay, and then is there is there an email
2: list we can a, sign up for? I was a dig at you, Bruce. You missed it. Oh. Um, there is an email list.
1: <laughs> he even winked just so you could visually understand that, that there was something else <laughs> going on, and that was amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brian, we need to just he's a fake He's a
0: fast one, that uh, Bruce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, good times. Um, good times.
0: But yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a news, there's a newsletter you can sign up for on there. Awesome. That's great. Everybody go and follow all that kind of stuff. Uh, you don't, know, you know what to do. And again, those of you that are listening to us, thank you so much for joining us on BRC and friends. Uh, go to all the places you subscribe, do all the things that everybody tells you to do with podcast link, re- rate, review. I don't know what do you do. Um, and uh, again, uh, thank you for joining us this week on BRC and friends. BRC and Friends was hosted and produced by Bruce reyes Chow, Co-hosts were Jorge Bautista, Mickey Scott Bay-Jones, Amy Kim Carambas-Parks, and Laura Monaco-Heifetz, and the theme music was composed and recorded by Marissa magdal laurent Feel free to connect with any of us via the show notes. And lastly, please don't make me beg, take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Until the next episode, thanks for listening to BRC and Friends.